And how did, what is, what was the trigger point of getting into coaching? For about the last, oh gosh, I'd hate to say, but it's more than 20 years. I spent and built a career in business to business marketing leadership roles, mm -hmm. in particular for B2B companies that had industrial or high tech products. In that capacity, I learned a lot about leading teams and a lot about making certain that the function that I was in, which was usually a smaller function inside of a larger organization to make sure that was strategically aligned with what the organization needed it to do. And in that lifetime, that was about marketing functions. And so I spent about 15 of those years reskilling, upskilling, and refitting marketing organizations so that they would strategically contribute more to the organization and be right-sized. In that work, I found that I had a really huge passion for helping people think differently, helping the team that I led certainly, but also the entire organization to think more strategically in that case about how my function could help contribute to the growth and to the goals of the organization. But in every, in every session that I had with employees, with colleagues, I was always challenging and asking about their process for deciding what was important, for determining what they would work on for evaluating options and picking a direction. And certainly always ask questions about how does this help us reach our goal? And why is this the right business problem for us to be working on today? Mm -hmm. So all of that gave me a really strong foundation for wanting to help those that I encountered raise their level of thinking so that the outcomes reached well beyond whatever they were working on or whatever they were seeking to do at the time. So that has naturally, I've always been a coach. I've always been a coach in that leadership capacity. And fast forward today, I have clients I have who are former employees that I used to coach and mentor. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need your, I need you as a sounding board, or could you coach me on how to think about this differently? So that all of that previous work, which involved a lot of strategy, which involved a lot of thinking and development, really led me to this place where what I mostly do is help people develop skills and develop their thinking in such a way that the organization achieves its revenue and other goals. So that's the background. Tell us about the ways or some of the questions that you ask so that you can get the most out of the person understanding their background and leading them to their goals through questions. Yeah, uh, I think the first thing that I, you have to bring a curiosity mind to this. You don't have the answers. You don't walk in someone else's shoes. You don't work in their organizations. And so there's a lot of questions that I ask. Mainly, I try to get a picture of what do they see success looking like? I'm a sort of a reverse engineer in that capacity. If I understand what it is they're trying to develop for, then it makes it a lot easier for me to probe and push and recommend and guide in the right 
right directions to achieve that outcome. But if that outcome isn't exactly what I might see as a potential for them, or maybe they're aiming too low, I ask hard questions like, how is this going to make a difference in what you're doing today or what you'd like to do tomorrow? What makes this an important problem for you to solve right now? Why is this urgent? What's going on around you that could be done better, more efficiently, performed more connectedly and holistically in the organization? What could be done and how could that impact the company and its success? So I think that a lot of time when I encounter people they know they have a gap. They know they're probably not being recognized and promoted or given opportunities or in meetings they think they should be in. And I start to begin to ask a lot of questions about why they want that and what they think is holding them back. So at the end of that discussion, I'm really hoping that I have a great sense of what they're really trying to accomplish that is right-sized for what they're trying to do. and really get a picture for what do they see as their most critical gap that we should begin we should begin there obviously let's speak about strategic thinking okay so what exactly is strategic thinking according to your definition and how should we apply it in our world that's a great question and i just finished a workshop on building a strategic mindset and that was a really big question my boss i don't even know if my boss understands what strategy is how do i tell it's there and isn't that a plan and if i'm just working really hard and don't take my eye off the ball am i strategic in fact it's a really interesting and well-debated definition. I think of strategic thinking or strategic performance, it has some specific characteristics. It has to be very future-oriented or somewhat future-oriented. It's really looking at the long view. It's playing what I call playing the long game. So how can you develop a perspective that looks ahead to the potential impact that decisions and actions and investments can have on the outcomes that you're looking for. So there's a future element to it. So it's forward-looking, it's anticipating. It, it is holistic. I mentioned this word just a minute ago. It's a systems way of thinking about, in this case, an entire organization. Where is the entire organization aligned or not aligned to help deliver on a goal or help to realize a vision. Mm -hmm. There's an aspect of analysis in it. A strategic thinker does consider data and considers the right data and mm -hmm. then asks really good questions using that data about what they see is happening around them. What do they think might happen in the future? It's proactive. It's adaptive. It looks at changing conditions, it anticipates changing conditions, and strategic thinking and a strategic mindset moves you forward to anticipate what will come. So you're not just in your present day, what's on your plate, what's in your world today. It's what could happen and proactively planning to make to make actions or decisions based on what you think may occur. And primarily over all of that, it has to have a goal in mind. So is there a context for all of the things that I mentioned? Does that create, is the goal the context for talking about what could happen? Are we prepared? What if it doesn't? How is everything in the ecosystem aiming at that? I would say that Often strategic thinking and strategy is defined by characteristics, and you can find lots of interesting definitions. But in my mind, if those things aren't present, then you're probably not aiming at a strategic level, which could be appropriate. 
but in the work that I do, those are things that are essential. Yes, totally. And the word that you used, anticipate, what a wonderful word for strategic thinking. Of course, you have to anticipate what could happen and what should happen is the hope. But can you please tell us, how do we make a list of pros and cons, like what could happen and what will not happen? And based on that, we elaborate on our current mission. Tell us about it. Yeah, sure. There's a lot. Of, I think what you're asking is how could we develop that or what would be a development plan to yeah, help someone yeah. think more strategically? Yes. There's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways that, that you can do this for yourself or you can you can do this for your team. First of all, the most important thing that anyone could do and should do, whether you're a leader trying to upskill the thinking in an organization or you're a player and you really want to demonstrate a higher level of contribution and strategy, is to ask powerful questions. Maybe you find yourself in a meeting and there's a lot of people asking different questions and you might say, can we just understand what is the business problem we're trying to solve. You might ask, what are we not saying that needs to be said? You might ask things like, what makes this different? Why is this a different situation? Why is this a different need? You might say something like, how does this decision connect to the goals that we talked about would be important? How does this get us closer to our goal? All of those kinds of really powerful questions a really straightforward way for anyone to show up better. So it's a pretty a simple way to get your toe in the water. You mentioned the pros and the cons and guiding a team to maybe think a little bit more strategically. There's a lot of different developmental experiences and exercises, if you're especially if you're leading a team, that you could use to build that. You could work with scenarios where you say, okay, here is where we are and here's a potential place that it might go. What are some of the other potential ways that this might go? And then from there, build a scenario plan to say, all right, if that were true, what would we do? If this were a risk and it comes to pass, how might we mitigate that? So that's a really great exercise that has some powerful, immediate ways to get some higher level thinking on something. And doing that over and over is a great muscle. You might develop a more cross-functional thinking. So you might ask your team to go out and interview or job shadow someone else in a different department and have them come back and say, what did you learn about what's really important to this function and what they're trying to make? And how can the work that we do support the success of that stakeholder? So creating that holistic and that, that more broad view. Building business acumen. If you can understand the financials or you can understand the key performance indi indicators of an organization or you're understanding the basics of operational planning and operational work or finance forecasting. Some of those are really critical for you to be able to be familiar with for your organization and know how they can roll out and impact performance against goals. So developing business acumen is really critical. And then one last thing that I always love to do is a post-mortem discussion. So once a project's been complete and you've wrapped it, can you get the team together to think about, all right, what would do we wish we had known then that we know now? Let's talk about those things, that how that could have impacted our success, made it greater or prevented a failure. And then what is the learning and what will we do differently to plan or mitigate against those things in the future. So those are some really practical developmental kind of things. There's a lot more. And of course, you want it to be individualized to the person's function in their organization, the places they have 
the opportunity to be exposed to things. So it can be tailored, but those are some really easy, they're simple things. Perhaps they're not easy things, but they are simple. Yeah, of course, not easy, but sim- and simple things do work. But if you work the simple things, so do work on a system. Can you tell us something about SEAL? Okay. So if there is any pro tip that you can give to our audience today, what would be that? A pro tip on sales, do you mean in general or do you mean in selling as an entrepreneur? Can you as give an some context? As an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur. Okay. One tip that I would absolutely give anybody who is trying to grow their business and they are a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, is do a lot of thinking about the problems that your solution addresses. And what are some of the things that your audiences that you would want to sell to? What do they struggle with? What do they, what keeps them up at night? And just list those out and create very clear awareness of those pain points and the magnitude of that pain. And then when you're communicating, either in your, if you're doing some advertising or if you're doing some one-to-one networking, or if you are creating content, keep that in mind and ask if it's one-to-one, ask really great questions that help you determine how is this person in front of me experiencing any of these problems? Are those problems present for them? Are they big problems or are they nuisances? And so really try to understand the kind of discomfort that your prospect may be in and how important that might be for them to solve. I personally love to grow through developing relationships and trust. I get some of my most exciting projects through people that I've worked with because they know they know the impact of the work, maximizing the relationships that you have already and being able to check in with those people, ask about those problems again, see if there's a need to help. Those are all really powerful ways. It's not about telling, it's not about preaching. It's really about being a trusted advisor, a sounding board, and a source of truth, or at least that's what I believe in. And that's how I always work with the clients that I'm most successful with. Wow. There were a lot of tips in that. And I want one more advice on sales. But before that, can you please tell us about best ways of reaching out to you, Mary? Oh. Certainly. If anyone out there wants to reach out to me, I have, my company's name is Accelerate. And so that's AccelerateBiz.com and Accelerate is spelled with an X. I'm also on LinkedIn. Last name has one P at a time in there. So I would welcome anybody who wants to reach out and learn a little bit about being a more strategic contributor, either in a leadership capacity or in an individual contributor role. And if you're interested in really thinking through how to develop those skills and do that for your team, I'd welcome those kinds of conversations. So do reach out, guys. Wonderful person to speak with. That leading me to my last question. So you said about building relationships, okay? So how to build business relationships in a way that this is as a trusted advisor as well, but also does not lower our value. Yeah, that's always a tricky thing. Like people are already always worried about giving things away. I confess that sometimes I wonder, should I, is that something I should really be charging for? But the truth is that when you hire consultants that are in my space or consultants like me, I'm a thought partner. And so when I want to really connect with people that are, that I've either already worked with or the things that people that I think I might work with, I try to really demonstrate how much I can understand and appreciate about the problems that they're struggling with and some of the challenges that they're struggling with. I make certain that they know what I can contribute 
from a services perspective, but that's like the last thing I talk about. When you're a trusted advisor, you don't push anybody to do anything. You are simply ready for them to invite you in to help them solve it when they understand the problem well enough and when that problem is recognized to be urgent to solve. And so if I'm talking about challenges with a potential client, I'm going to spend a lot of time really trying to understand what is this challenge? Do they truly appreciate or can they get to the root of what their challenges are? And then what's the impact of that? Is it something that, oh, today it was a problem, but it's not really a big deal? Or, hey, you know what? If I can't solve this, my success is really going to be questionable. I'm not sure how far I can go in the organization. So helping them really appreciate the value of solving that problem in a conversation. Those are things that I do more than I would say, try to talk about my services or how I might help. You are, I believe that service is selling, helping is selling. And if I can do those things and help people get a better understanding of what they're struggling with, I feel confident they're going to recognize that value and come back and say, you help me think through this. And now I'd love to have your help with this portion of it or this other thing. And at that point, we talk about, all right, what does that look like for you? And what would it look like to work with me on that? So mm -hmm. a long answer, but I think that's yeah. really my philosophy of it. That answers my question. And thank you so much, Mary, for your wonderful time today. You have gained you have helped us gain a lot of knowledge today. Sales is something that most people struggle with when we have like conversation, but, and we are going to have more of sales coaches. Maybe we'll have you again, but for now, thank you so much again, Mary, for being on the show. Super. Thank you for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed it and got a nice chance to get to know you as well. So thank you. Thank you so much again. I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye-bye.